Blog Talk Radio. And Pure Gold is live and on the air for this Tuesday night, March 15, 2011. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Welcome once again to the show that covers sports, life, and everything in between. My name is Joe, just business Puccino, and as always, seated in section 106, row 11, seat 13, at the Prudential Center, known as The Rock, my tag team partner and co-host, David Gomez, a.k.a. DG, a.k.a. Daily Grind. How are you, sir? I am doing fabulous, sir, and I cannot wait to get this show underway. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why that is. Did you have a good weekend, sir? Sir, I had a good weekend, but last night was one of the greatest nights in the history of pure gold, and I cannot wait to get into that. So who cares about the weekend? Let's rock and roll. Well, let's just say that my weekend was spent going up and down the stairs of my basement to make sure that nothing, no water, no anything got into my basement from all that rain that we got. And, you know, other parts of New Jersey got soaked. But uh, I am happy to report that no water in my basement. So the office, the studio, everything is bone dry. Sir, let's give out the contact information. Folks, as always, the telephone number to call in, the greatest show on turf. 714-364-4721. JB and myself can be located at www.puregoldpg.com. That is our official website, folks. You have all of our emails there. You can email me, dg at puregoldpg.com, jb at puregoldpg.com. You can email everybody, folks. Todd, our media director, you can email anyone and anybody, folks. Check it out there. All the information is there, our Twitter, our Facebook, our YouTube. You can link them all on the side. Follow us to that big old tab. You can just go straight to our pages. And as always, JB does not write articles for us, sportsrages.com. Thank you, DG. Now, I know that you were... uh, Thank you. I know you were alluding to um, a great PG exclusive last night, and um, I'm sure you have a lot of tricks up your sleeves. I I hope to have a couple of my sleeve... And we'll be talking, obviously, about Raw, which was last night. But I know the big topic of the night was, well, let's let's you know rewind a little bit. I did get two tickets to the Boston Celtic-New Jersey net game for my birthday, which the game was last night. So that was the stage. And I'll let, you know, DG uh, take it from there because I'm sure he's ready to rip me. Go ahead, DG. <laughs> Folks, we saw an absolute snobber knocker. As JR, good old Jim Ross would like to say, Absolute slobber knocker last night. We saw a barn burner of epic proportions, folks. Pure Gold was live at The Rock. No, not that rock, but The Rock in Newark. We saw the New Jersey Nets systematically annihilate the Eastern leading Boston Celtics. And, folks, it was truly a Pure Gold night. But before we get into that, before we actually got to the arena, folks, 
let's let's talk about our day. Let's talk about what happened. We had a, a little incident. I don't know if Joe's going to get into that, but we had a little incident, a little falling out that almost led to a Mike and the Mad Dog esque breakup of pure gold only three months into our reign. But uh, sidestepping that. You know, I got to Joe's house around 5.30. You know, he was going nuts all day. If you're not here at 5.30, I'm going to leave you. If you're not here at 5.30, I, that's it. It's over. I'm going by myself. If you're not here at 5.30, peace out, you scum. And, folks, I got there at 5.30, but I don't even know where Joe was. Joe was out gallivanting around. The best part was, the absolute best part of the night, folks, the one iconic moment in a series of iconic moments, I got to see Sabrina. Joe's daughter, for the first time in what seemed like three years, even though she's only two, but it's about four months, and JB, your daughter is absolutely hilarious. You know, the stuff she was saying, the comments she was making, I mean, Joe, that's pure gold. That is absolute pure gold. Uh, and before I, before I keep continue to this little rant, any, uh, any thoughts on that, JB? Well, yeah, she's my daughter, so I would think she comes from the loins. Of, you know, where, so, you know, she definitely has a personality, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, of course. She comes from the grapefruits, of course, but uh, we'll get into that oh, yeah. later on. Yeah. Um, you know, folks, when when Joe's wife, <laughs> when Joe's wife, Andrea, said to Sabrina, Daddy's got to go to work, I was like, wait, what? He's going to work? I, I thought we were going to a basketball game, right? <laughs> so Sabrina, apparently, she's under the impression that, uh, you know, <laughs> Daddy was going to work. He's going to check out the Nets and the Celtics. But it was great because, you know, at the end of, at the end when we left, she said my name. You know, her mom forced her to say it, but she said it. It was classic. She hugged me, which, of course, was pure gold. And she even gave me a little candy egg before she booted me on my keister and said, get out. It's time to go to work. That was the highlight of the night, Joe, I have to admit. You know, I have to admit it, too, but... You know, you did say some things about how we almost had a breakup, you know, of Mike and the Mad Dog proportions. And, you know, I think it's best, you know, uh, sometimes I can't put things into words, but I think that it best describes this. Guts! The good old, have some guts! Show some guts! Damn it, TG, show some guts. You're absolutely right, sir. Guts were shown, fists were about to fly. And uh, I tell you, I, I was thinking I was going to do this show solo, and I was going to have to pull an hour-long rant and rip Joe apart. But you know what? We got our stuff straightened out, and we're good to go. But, uh, you know, moving on with the rest of the night. You know, as far as the actual experience at the Prudential Center, I have to admit it was great. It's a nice, it's a nice arena, definitely very nice. Um, the best part of that was that we got free parking right in front of the police station in downtown Newark, which is about two blocks from the Prudential Center. I mean, yeah, okay, we thought that our car was going to end up on Tinder blocks and we were going to somehow, uh, you know, bum a ride home or whatever. But you know what? It was great. We didn't have to pay, which, as you folks know, it, it, that's pure gold. The, the next great moment of the night, this is just a series of great things that happened to us. We couldn't find our section. The ticket said 106. I was actually convinced at one point after about 20 minutes of looking for our seats that the section didn't exist and it was only numbered in odd numbers, and Joe got some bootleg tickets. But we went to one, I think we went to 107, and the lady was like, yeah, you see that guy over there in 105? Go back over there. He's, so, so we're thinking we're going to go back and forth all night, and they're going to you know, finally reveal around uh, halftime that there is no 106. But we finally got our seats. The guy told us the wrong row, which is, which is awesome. You know, he told us row 13, I believe, and that, you know, I'm sitting there. Joe's going somewhere else. I've got no clue what's going on. We were practically up in the rafters, but you know what? It was a great night. We finally got to our seats after about, you know, an hour of this. We were there early, which was great. Um, so, 
Another great point, Joe, was I loved, I absolutely loved how the fact that the building was half empty until about middle of the second period. Any thoughts on that, Joe? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, not only was it half empty, but it was, I would say, at least 65 to 75% Boston Celtics fans more than the New Jersey Nets, which was a, a sad statement. I almost felt like I was in California watching a Dodger game where the fans come in you know, basically in the second quarter, I think the place was starting to fill up halfway through the second quarter, and by the third quarter, you had a pretty full house, uh, at least on the bottom part of the arena, because the arena is so big now. The upper deck wasn't as full as the bottom part, DG, but you're right. Um, it's a sad state of affairs that a, a basketball team in Newark, New Jersey, cannot even sell out, um, you know, even a Boston Celtic game. You know, it was about 75% Celtics fans, and then the other 25% was empty because I don't think there was a net fan in the building. The guy behind me was rooting for the Nets, but unfortunately, uh, you know, he's a Lakers fan, so, you know, we know, we know what we think about the, the Lakers. But anyway, uh, moving on to that, sir, um, you know, it, it was definitely good stuff. I enjoyed myself. I have to admit that the game itself was uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a yawner, as it were, but... You know, another classic moment that happened during the night was, of course, that people started to fill in out of nowhere. You know, Joe and I thought, man, this is going to be this is going to be great. We have all the leg room that we want. People out of nowhere started coming out of the woodwork, and there was this guy sitting in front of me. Right, this guy must have been like twenty something. He he had like his whole gang with him. I call it a gang. There's about fifteen of them, and I happened to tap him with with uh, like the you know the pointy part of my foot. I with, with uh you know I, I hit him in the shoulder. I barely grazed him, and he gave me the absolute dirtiest look that I have ever seen. He looked at me like he wanted to stab me in the face with a hot soldering iron. Then he turned away, and then he immediately looked back at me and gave me the stink eye again. Joe, I got to admit, I thought we were going to have to rumble with these fools and end up spending the night in prison. Yeah, I felt the same way, and, you know, I was about to tell him this. Rule the whole world, he's got a gun in his hand, go to hell! That's how I felt. Yeah, I'm sure that you. <laughs> I'm sure that you felt that way. It was definitely a an interesting night. But uh, let's move on to the crowd. <laughs> let's move on to the crowd, folks. Joe, all I can say about this crowd was that it was absolutely atrocious. Like you said, mostly Celtics fans, which I can understand, but they were the worst fans ever. When Paul Pierce, I believe it was Paul Pierce, when he was shooting free throws. The pro Boston crowd was booing the absolute crap out of him, booing him out of the building, which I couldn't understand, right? And then when Anthony Morrow, the Nets, was shooting free throws, they were booing him even more until he finally made the shot, and then they went nuts. I don't know what these folks were on. I don't know where they got it, but Jay, Joby, JB, Joby, they were terrible. <laughs> they, they so were terrible. I mean, you couldn't, you know, like like DG saying, like the fans, like I thought that the um, there's a lot of gimmicks, and I know that you'll you'll get into that, and that's the <laughs> only reason why I think that fans actually go to this team is to to watch the the you know in between the commercial break, all the gimmicks that they have on the on the center court. I mean, sometimes I wonder is that all that they could is that all that the Nets are as a side show joke? Is that really all? I think that is all. I agree, uh, Chris. I mean, Joe, I absolutely agree. And you're, you're, it's funny, you've been reading my mind because you've been going right in front of You don't have the notes, of course. But uh, the fact that the the Nets, and I've been to 
I've been to a, a ton of basketball games in my life, and you know I've been to a whole bunch of games for the first time this year, you know last night. But man, what an absolute waste of space the Nets gimmicks! I couldn't believe how many gimmicks they had. And I know we were talking about this, you know, in the middle of me playing Connect Four in like the, third, yeah. the third period. Right. I couldn't believe how many gimmicks this team has. It has to be, like you said, that they, nobody comes to the stands. So uh, maybe when people do show up, they get pumped up or whatever the case is. But let's run these down, shall we? And, again, I'm not a Nets fan, folks, but, man, what a, what a joke. They had team hype, which failed in every conceivable way to hype up anybody except maybe the line to go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, they had the, the Duncan Divas, which they weren't so bad. But my favorite part about that was the fact that half of them were men because apparently there were some dudes on this squad, but they're part of the Duncan Divas. <clears throat> they had the Nets dancers who looked – who looked like uh, I don't know what I don't even want to say the word because you know I, I gotta I gotta keep my my rep going but man those girls were dressed in some stankerific outfit I don't even know what the word is I don't even know how what I can say on the air but they were bad and then they kept switching so I wasn't sure if it was a completely different team of girls or if it was another sideshow carnival act freak show that the Nets had so we had that the the Nets drum line I didn't like but you were going nuts for that. Or is that I'm up to four at this point. The best part of this, the actual best part, the only good part, was the Netsational Seniors Dancers. They were pretty good, I must admit. The crowd popped like a rock promo watching these old hags dance it up like nobody's business to some modern music. I mean, they were doing rap. They were going crazy. Looks on their faces. I mean, I don't know how many people there were in the group, but there was a lot. And I have to admit, Joe, for that one moment, the fans were actually into the whole net gimmick thing. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, with all that said, I mean, there's only one way to sum up that whole, like, little bit that you're talking about with their sideshow, you know, gimmicks, the sideshow freaks, is, is basically to sum it up like this. Jeez, don't the gut! You make us all sick! I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, you make us all sick. Now get the I hell out of here. I can't wait until they move to Brooklyn. This team is a disgrace to be the way that they need all these gimmicks just to get the fans into to their seats. I mean, this is Newark, New Jersey. It's basketball country. Show some guts. <laughs> Please do, Ned. Show some guts. But, you know, getting back to the hag dancing it up, um, I don't know if this is community service for these folks. It's, you know, who knows, maybe they're career criminals. But they were great. You know, the, the real problem that I had with all this, other than the fact that there were so many things, was that it seemed like three or four times every period something else was going on. There was a different gimmick on the floor. And, Joe, I'm sure you'll agree with this, but the guy who announces all this stuff is the absolute worst. I couldn't, I couldn't stand this guy. I wanted him to get off the – just get out. Get him yeah. the hell out. That's the only way to solve this problem, folks, because he was terrible. Joe? The PA announcer was this. I mean, is that what? Is that how you felt? That was. I would have to say that perfectly encapsulates how I felt. His voice was bugging me since the second that he opened his mouth. This guy, you know, I I just couldn't take it, Joe. I just could not take it. You know, I don't know if you've noticed, folks, but none of this actually had to do with the game on the floor on the court itself. But my other favorite part, and I'm sure Joe's gonna agree with this. Was better than the seniors dancers even was the fact that they got Linda Cohen from Sports Center, who's actually a Knicks fan from New York, 
right? And they got the one and only, the icon, the Laker legend, Magic Johnson himself, on the big screen, trying to hype up the crowd. Linda Cohen was weird, but Joe, when I saw Magic Johnson on the screen, I could not believe my eyes. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That they probably pay all these, uh, you know, these uh, celebrities, these uh, ex-athletes, uh, a boatload of money. That's why the Nets really are not a good team. Except, you know, they got Deron Williams, but th- this team is really bad, and they they need like people like that. They probably pay them boatloads of money just to. Uh, <laughs> Just to promote the Nets, which is really, really sad, DG. I agree, especially considering that not only are they not Nets fans, but they're not even from New Jersey. And, I mean, Magic didn't even play with the Nets. So that that alone is uh, absolutely uh, unforgivable. I was actually expecting uh, Michael Jordan to come out or possibly Bob Euchre to hype up this lifeless Nets crowd. But, folks, just the fact that we went to a game, we had a PG exclusive. It was truly solid gold all around. Joe, any, any more comments on this uh, wonderful slot fest of a game that we saw? Do we really have to talk about the game, DJ? I think we should because we are, we do have a show here. But uh, let's talk, let's talk about the game, or should I talk about the game? Because yeah. you were playing Connect Four. <laughs> yeah, and I lost quite a few times. You can talk about the game, sir. I, I won't mind. I'm going to go have a bubble burger and drink some water. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, you know, folks, last night the the Celtics. You know, I got to see them firsthand, live in person, and I I got to see. A team that had played on Sunday night only gave up 56 points to the Milwaukee Bucks. Turn around, played the next night in New Jersey. Had to travel. Uh, obviously, it was probably a bus ride down from Boston, but still had a bus ride down and uh, had played the next night. And what I saw was an old, tired, beat up, and you know I don't want to say washed up team because I think this team still could contend for the title. But the way they played last night, they do not look like a championship contender at all. I mean, it could have been just the fact that they were playing on a back-to-back night and they were tired or the the, the crowd. You know, I, I hate to use the excuse that they need the crowd to pump them up because there was mostly Celtic fans there, DG. So this team, you know, from the first quarter, you know, they looked really flat. They, they did actually take an eight-point lead at one point in the second quarter, and then they went cold again. Paul Pierce had an, an abysmal shooting performance. I mean, good God, you couldn't shoot any worse than he was shooting last night. And, you know, slowly but surely, the Nets kept their, like, four- or five-point lead. Eventually, you know, when it came to to crunch time in the fourth quarter, Deron Williams has the ball, nails the three that basically put the nail in the coffin for the Celtics. And that was your Wait, ball game, that? folks. Did you say Deron? Darren? Who are we talking about? I don't know how to pronounce his name, DG. I don't give a rat's beep about how you spell his name, how you say his name. He's not in the Celtics, so I could, you know, I could care less. I see that, and uh, you know, folks, I, I have to admit, I could care less about this entire segment. Um, Joe, sorry, I was, I was too busy finishing my bubble burger, but uh, I have to agree in terms of the game itself. When the Nets were up by 12, I said to myself, "Wow, man, the, the Celtics are looking old and sloppy, like a big old sloppy jalopy," because they looked terrible the whole game. I know you had called it; it was going to be tied at the half. But they were tied pretty much at the end of the first, second, and third periods. And then the Nets just pulled away. You know, the Nets actually would have won by about 30 points if they would have stopped shooting threes at the end when I thought they were going to choke it up. They must have gone for like six or seven consecutive three-pointers, missed them all. And that alone, if they had just made a couple of easy layups, they'd have been up like 25 points. So the Celtics really laid a goose egg. It was great to be rooting against your team, Joe. I have to admit, even though uh, I didn't know who the hell was on the court for the Nets, 
But uh, any uh, closing thoughts on this before we uh, flush this one down the drain? Well, then if you look at the standings, folks, the Nets are making a push for that eight seed. So if if there are the few Net fans out there, and you know what, DG, contrary to popular belief, there was uh, at least two Net fans out there. I think Evan and his father were out there uh, last night watching the game as well. So you had two Net fans, and, you know, the rest might have been Celtic fans, and the rest were just empty shares that were just there for, you know, you know, for show, whatever that means. But, um, you know, <laughs> the game in itself, uh, getting, to, getting to the arena is, is quite easy. You know, it's right off of Makara Highway. So the arena, uh, you can't make an excuse and say that people can't get to this arena because you could take mass transit, you could drive your car. It's a simple shot, like I said, off 21 to Makara Highway. So... I don't know. I don't know how the, you know, maybe the Nets need to have better people on their team next year and they'll, they'll start selling out. Who knows? But, you know, the, the event itself was a fun time. It was a, a pure gold exclusive with DG, but I uh, had a good time other than the fact that the Celtics lost. But, you know, you can't win them all, DG, so that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I mean, it was just from, from top to bottom, it was good stuff. The fact that, you know, we almost got into, I don't know how many fights Joe made some inappropriate comments about some police officers that I can't get into on the air. And just left and right, he was just letting stuff fly. He was saying crazy things. I mean, I thought I thought that we were going to end up uh, in the big house for sure. And the fact that when we went to the police station, the cop who was helping me looked like he had a lazy eye. I'm not sure if he was drunk or whatever, but he had this funny look on his face. I don't even know if he was looking at me. I mean, he was talking to me, but he could have been looking at somebody else. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can leave your car out there. So that's when we thought for sure that we were going to come back and the car would be on cinder blocks or we'd just have a, you know, maybe a tire or two or some hubcaps on the inside. But it was good stuff, good stuff. Uh, you're right. I don't understand why the people of Newark don't go to this game, you know, to the arena. It's beautiful. I mean, I mean, Nets tickets are pretty much free, so I don't know why people don't go. But the fact that, you know, it, it's Newark is obviously the inner city. And it's it's popular. Basketball is an immensely popular game in the area that we live here in northern New Jersey. I just don't get it, Joe. If they go to Brooklyn, what's the difference going to be? I mean, the Devils were in Newark. Does anybody go see the Devils? They didn't go see them when they were at the Eyes Out Center. The Nets won, you know, the, the Eastern Conference two years in a row about eight or nine years ago. They they went to the NBA Finals. and I mean, you know, it gets hot for a bid. Jay-Z's part owner, but nobody cares. So I honestly feel bad for the Nets, you know, three or four fans like Evan, his dad, Freedom, the cat. I gotta admit, I, I feel bad for them. But Joe, any uh, any comments on any of the the wonderful quotes that we had? I know my personal favorite of my quotes was, you know, if the Nets had any talent, they'd be pretty good. <laughs> that was definitely a good one. Um, I'm sure you could think of a couple other ones that I, for some reason, you know, slipping my mind right now. DG, what what else you got there? Of course, well, we went on this whole grapefruits uh, Vince McMahon rant as you're walking out of the arena. We were even doing the infamous Vinnie Mac strut as we left the building, which was great because, of course, there's no reentry into the building. Um, I, I just enjoyed it. You know, even the ride home was funny. You know, we, we didn't know where we were going. We were just going in circles. I, I think we ended up in Newark Bears uh, Stadium for a second. I don't know what was yeah. going on in Newark, but it was good stuff. Yeah. It brought back some good memories. I actually met my wife in Newark. Uh, she went to Rutgers, unfortunately. That's scumbum school. I know you did, too. But yeah. aside from that, you know, it, it was I, good. I got to say, though, yeah, I got to say, though, for one night, Doc Rivers. Paul Pierce. Ray Allen. 
Kevin Garnett. Christage. Ball boy. You can find a whole team after last night, folks. Celtics look bad. I agree. Like you said, old and old and sloppy. But uh, you know, moving <laughs> moving on from that, uh, Joe, would you like to get into some of the raw recap, or would you like to? What would you like to do, sir? I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to turn it over to you. What what would the great Joe B, not Joe Benigno, but Joe Buccino, like to do? I think uh, you know we have six minutes before Todd comes on, so instead of getting into the raw recap, uh, let's also talk about the fact that when we when we got to the game, you know we we saw didn't we see how many scalpers did we see on the way in? Like three or four? Yeah, there was about three or four scalpers, I think. I mean that says it all, folks. I mean when you go to any other event, you got like you get stopped by like at least 15 to 20 people asking for tickets. There's like three people asking for tickets. And I think one of the guys asking for tickets was a bum off the street that just wanted to get inside because he was thirsty. <laughs> I actually think that they were asking to give the tickets away. I could be wrong, though. I may have my facts confused, but uh, I have to admit it was some, some good stuff, folks, some absolute classic stuff uh, over at the uh, the wonderful, the one and only, the Prudential Center. Folks, and of course, this entire segment was brought to you by Freedom Cleaning. You have an office, an apartment, or even a church that needs to be cleaned. <laughs> I know my church needs to be cleaned. Somebody's got to do it. Call Freedom Cleaning at 973-668-2275. They're located in West Patterson slash, a.k.a. Woodland Park, New Jersey. They serve as Passaic, Bergen, Essex, and Morris Counties. Freedom Cleaning is an LLC. Let us do the dirty work. Call Benjamin Ortiz, or Benjamin as he is known, for a price quote today. Once again, that number, 973-668-2275. Or you can email them at freedom, the number 2, clean at yahoo.com. Sorry, folks, I'm here eating some rolled gold pretzels. Good stuff, lightly salted, just like I like it. But, Joe, let me ask you a question. What is the deal with Sabrina? I mean, all the things she was saying last night, you know, the, from the, the dirty looks that I was getting at the beginning of the show, I mean, at the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the night, until, you know, that wonderful hug that I got at the end when we had to go to work, as she was claiming. I mean, that kid is, is awesome. I told I told your wife, she must have got all the good qualities from her because there's no way she got anything from you, sir. <laughs> well, let's, uh, you know, again, she does come from my loins, so you, you can't say that. Maybe she did get all the good qualities, but... She's definitely a you know a great actress. She could turn on the waterworks like no other child that I know, and then she could be happy and they'll you know in two seconds later. So, you know the way I feel about it is really like this. You, you try to you try to follow sports. You try to be a fan. You try to you try to get into it. You get a kick out. You try to get your kids in the mix. You get them to appreciate the greatness of sports. And you get this crap. I mean that's. That that says it all, buddy. I mean, you try to get your kids into sports, you try to get them to like, you know, wrestling, and you try to make them, you know, the same degenerate that you're growing up to be because, you know, you, you got to pass on the degenerate gene onto your kids. I agree, sir. Sorry again, eating eating pretzels here. I'm so hungry. I have uh, some Bubba Burgers and some Johnsonville broth that are on the way. You know, I got my wife making them in the kitchen, so we'll be good to go. But, Joe, yeah, let me answer this. Do you have any nuggets for us tonight? I know I have a few I'd like to get into before the show's over, but uh, 
hit us with a couple of nuggets as we uh, move on this wonderful pure gold. Yeah, I mean, as as funny and as great as last night was, uh, sports more than anything, and we talked about it a little bit last week, is, is really a distraction for us because when we think about what's going on in the real world these days, you, you just start to wonder, like, how depressing it is. If you don't have a, an escape like wrestling or or sports to, to watch and follow, you know, the world nowadays is, you know, it's not, I can't say it's a miserable place, but, you know, you hear all the different there. news. It's getting there. And my one big nugget is obviously of the unfortunate earthquake uh, on Friday, the 11th of March in Japan that was an, at registered an 8.9, and they've still had aftershocks. And I saw the video, not live, but I was home, uh, you know, making sure my basement wouldn't flood it, you know, and I was just watching it on TV on Channel 7, and I saw the mudslides, I saw the tsunamis, I saw all the destruction, and I mean, I can't believe, I felt like I was watching a movie, I felt like I was watching, you know, the 2012, actually, you know, but this was the real life, DG, I mean, you saw people run for their lives, you saw people on top of rooftops, you saw cars get engulfed by the ocean so fast and so furious that it was just amazing, and now, obviously, they have a nuclear power plant, DG, that they have to make sure that doesn't you know melt down because you don't want another Chernobyl happening. But um, and even just today, I mean, Japan got rocked by a 6.0 aftershock. It's it's crazy to even say that a 6.0 is an aftershock. But after the 8.9 DG that they had on Friday, um, you know that country and the impact that it's having on the rest of the world is so sad and it's so you know depressing. What do you think? I completely agree, sir. It's unfortunate that these things happen, and it seems to be that this world is really going down the, the toilet quickly. So, you know, I say, you, you just, folks, you just don't know. you got to be prepared. To so all the listening audience out there, you know, this goes to you too, JB. I know that I've been stocking up on water. Um, my wife and I bought a whole ton of it today. You just never, ever know. You know, you need to be prepared. So I suggest you get your stuff ready, you know, have some food, have some things, just in case, because I know that, all right, that's on the other side of the world. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, part of that tsunami hit California and, and uh, the nuclear air and everything going on over there with the power plants, uh, the reactors exploding and traveling forth. Folks, you never know. You absolutely just don't know. And one of the things that's always bothered me about these whole things in life is that people will say, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out with you. And, yeah, that's a great thing to say. And nothing against anybody, but I've always wondered, what exactly does that mean to most people? Because to me, that means actually praying to God and then asking for God to either have, have mercy or help these people out or send people, send rescue workers, relief, whatever. But when people say that, I don't know what they actually mean, you know. I have to be able to say it are either atheists who don't believe in God or, you know, people who don't know the first thing about praying or anything. So that's something that's always stuck in my craw. But, our, folks, we're here from the Pure Gold team. Our genuine thoughts and our genuine prayers do go out to the people of Japan. I know my wife and I were praying for them the minute we heard about it, which was, uh, like you said, early Friday morning. I was getting ready to go to work. Uh, my uh, my pastor who does a morning prayer line with the church and you know people from all over the world really was talking about it early because that's when the you know the beginnings of it started. But by eight o'clock, by the time I was ready to leave for work, um, you know there was more things going on. So it was an absolute sad, sad state of affairs. And you know I was telling my wife, it just seems as more and more keeps coming. They, like you said, they had the original one, then they had another one like. 50 miles away, uh, uh, six point something, which wasn't an aftershock. It was another actual earthquake. They had 50 aftershocks, if I'm not mistaken, last time I checked, and then the tsunami, and now the nuclear stuff going on. I mean, Japan is in all sorts of chaos, and 
folks. We really need to, you know, keep them in our actual thoughts and our actual prayers and, uh, you know, send help and relief in any way that you can, whether it's, you know, texting and, you know, 10 bucks here or there or as much as you can give because things are good here in the States right now as we speak. So the least we can do is help those uh, people on the other side of the world, the unfortunate people of Japan. But, um, you know, we could have closed the show on that note, but since we have uh, the rest of the show to go, uh, there's no real way to segue from that sad uh, event. But we're going to get into Todd's take today, folks. Um, you know, Todd is joining us here, as he always does, for a you know, large – he's rewarded handsomely, folks. Just this money you wouldn't believe, money up the wazoo, as it were. So, JB, who is sponsoring Todd today? Folks, like DG said, it's time for – Todd's Sports Update and Todd's Take, brought to you by Bikram Yoga. F- folks, before I read the ad, I just want to say, contrary to popular belief, uh, Bikram Yoga is actually a good place. You should check it out, um, contrary to wait, what... Wait, wait, is that that hot box yoga that uh, Craig Carton was talking about this morning? Yeah, contrary to what Craig Carton did say on the radio this morning, Bikram Yoga, you got to check it out. Are you curious about trying out hot yoga but intimidated? Well, don't be. You're never too old, too bad, too late, or too sick to start from scratch again. Come in and try it with our no-commitment introductory offer of $20 for the first week of unlimited yoga. You have nothing to lose, folks. Bikram Yoga, located in Bay Ridge on 5th Ave and 83rd Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New Jersey. <laughs> Brooklyn, New Jersey. Was that? <laughs> Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> I'm all focused on the Nets. Uh, for, more, for, more information, for more information, please visit the website at www.bikrambayridge.com, and when you go in, please mention Pure Gold. Without further ado, it's time for the sports update and Todd's take. Todd, how are you, sir? I am doing well. How are you guys tonight? Doing well. Good to hear. Good to hear. So we got a busy night in the uh, in the NHL tonight. Right now, the Sharks and the Stars are tied 2-2 at the end of the second. Coyotes and the Flames are also tied 1-1 at the end of the first. Hey, DJ. It may be dry in JV's basement, but in Long Island, the rain continues <laughs> to fall. Don't do it. The New York Rangers defeat <laughs> Don't do it. the Islanders. Six Don't do it. Three. I hate you, Todd. <laughs> <sighs> it's nice to know that you can root for a winner once in a while. Uh-huh. Jets over Canadians, four to two. <laughs> Devils over the Thrashers, four to two. Bruins, they get past the Blue Jackets in a shootout, 3-2. to two. Hurricanes, one nothing over the Sabres. Penguins slap around the Senators, 5-1. to one. Flyers over the Panthers, 3-2. to two. Kings over the Predators, 4-2. to two. And a, conversely, a slow night in the NBA tonight as the Bucks fall to the Hawks, 110-85. The Knicks lose a heartbreaker to the Pacers, 119-117. Of and course. the Bulls beat up on the Wizards, 98-79. to 79. Right now, the Mavs and the Trailblazers, the Mavs lead as they are closing out the first. J.D.? Thank you, sir. And without further ado, thanks for that update, Todd. It's 1035. Before we let you go, obviously, it's time for your take. So, Todd, take it away, sir. As we come to the end of March, we can start to see the crocuses are starting to spring up, and spring is right around the corner. And what does that bring? It brings weddings. The wedding season is upon us. So naturally, on Friday, the wife and I got an invitation to her cousin's wedding. Now, for us, the situation is somewhat ideal because the reception is only about five miles away from our house. But that's not really what I wanted to talk to you about. 
That invitation brought with it the impending need to dust off the old Brooks Brothers gray flannel, a classic <laughs> that every gentleman should have in his closet. Not one of those Deion Sanders clown costumes. I'm talking about something that will never go out of style, a suit that any discerning gentleman would look forward and look for a reason to put on. The issue is that, like most men, now that I'm in my 40s, there seems to be less of that suit and more of me. Okay, time to get up and do something about it. So I pour a cup of joe and naturally sit down in front of the computer, and I start looking at gym memberships. Whoa, expensive. Just as I'm about to get angry, and (laughs) I turn around and realize, I own a treadmill. What do I need to go to a gym for? Okay, the cardio is handled. I need some type of resistance training, though, and as I ponder that thought, my son yells to me from another room that he just broke the, the defensive back challenge record on my NFL training camp workout from the Nintendo Wii that my wife bought me for Christmas. That's when it became incredibly obvious to me that, TJ, you don't need a lot of crap. You're just lazy. Take the stairs at work, fatty. Move. Do something. I don't need to lay out hundreds of dollars so that I can lift things up and put them down. I did a ton of push-ups this past NFL season, but that's another story that we'll get to another time. Get up and be active. Walk the dog. Chase the kids. Do something. You need to get back in that suit. It's only five years old. You paid $1,100 for it. Lose weight, fatty. Stop smoking in 2007 without the help of any patches or pills or gum or any of that nonsense. If I could do that, I could do anything. You could do it. You got this. Maybe I just got to buy another suit. Anybody need a 38, 32, 52 tall gray flannel? It looks great on everybody. I suppose I could blame being tired after a long day at work, and I don't do anything that <laughs> I can't read my own handwriting here. I, I suppose uh, I could being tired after a long day, but that would be an easy way out. And I don't do anything the easy way, that's for certain. Maybe if I spend some of this energy in a positive, non-on-the-couch way, instead of contemplating the new suit, the one I own would need to be taken. In, that is. I'm Todd Johnstone. JB? Thank you, sir. And, uh... You know, sometimes I feel like this. I always want to say I'm a slob who's out there in January, out there in November, and I know his record. He's <coughs> back in Jones with exceptions against Jacksonville. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I bring that up, by the way, that, that clip, is because we're officially in a lockout, NFL lockout, and, uh, you know, obviously we knew this day would come. Uh, probably a little later than sooner, but, you know, we're an official NFL lockout, and, you know, um, maybe on Thursday you could give us some take on that because we're running a little late right now. And obviously you're going to have a, you're going to have your hands full because we're going to want some probably some NCAA, you know, as March Madness starts, we're going to want some score updates on that. So your little segment is going to be a little longer. <laughs> I can't wait for that, huh, Todd? <laughs> yeah. Basketball is my favorite. Oh, I could tell. Uh, woo! I know for a fact that I will not want any of those basketball scores or segments. And as a matter of fact, I am sitting here in, in uh, Section 106 at the Rock in my own Brooks Brothers suit that I paid $900 for. So, Todd, as always, a pleasure. 
Yours, of course. <laughs> Thank you for another wonderful rant. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Folks, that was Todd. For Todd's take. Some beautiful stuff, as always. JB, since uh, that kind of interrupted our whole nugget thing, do you have any other nuggets you'd like to get into, sir, or shall we just move on to Monday Night Raw? It's amazing how we only had two topics tonight, DG, and we're already 40 minutes into the show, and, you know, the, the Celtic game should have been uh, a 15-minute discussion that turned into this big rant and, you know, sound bites, and, you know, it's all for the pure goal audience, obviously. You know, we do this for obviously, the fans. Obviously, oh, definitely. Uh, obviously, definitely. So, obviously, let's move on to the Raw recap, because we only about have about 20 minutes, plus the overrun. All right, of course. You know what, Joe? How about we save the Raw recap for Thursday because I have some nuggets that I'd like to get into, sir. And oh, uh, I know that Pyro, Pyro will be on with us on on Thursday so we can uh, get into some stuff there. There was a lot of good things last night, and uh, perhaps we can touch on them if time allows, of course, sir. Of course. I have two nuggets as well, but let's go with some of your nuggets. All right, let's do it. Let's just drop some of these nuggets right in the toilet. Uh, so, folks, Kurt Angle did an interview. That's right, Kurt Angle, the only Olympic gold medalist in the history of wrestling. He did an interview with the UK Sun where he said, and I quote, My contract comes up in August or September. Kurt doesn't know. That's always good. I'm going to reevaluate, but I am not going anywhere else. I will stay in TNA. I just need to see how much I'm going to be wrestling for them, whether part-time or whatever amount of time, or full-time or no time. But I'm very happy in TNA. A lot of my fans have been asking, when are you going back to WWE? Of course, we all wonder that because TNA sucks. But I will retire here. Bad move, Kurt. I'm very excited about the product. <laughs> Wait, what? What? The company keeps growing, and I like to think I've been a small part of it. Yeah, you've been a small part of a small load of you-know-what, folks. Because TNA absolutely sucks. And we'll continue with that in a second. But he said he's going to stick around and hopefully he'll do something part-time when his contract comes up. He just said he doesn't know if he's going to be wrestling part-time or another amount of time. But yet, three lines later, says, yeah, hopefully I'll be here part-time. All right, Kurt, make up your mind. I think Dixie Carter and myself need to sit down and work it out. Yeah, I definitely think that's a good idea, Kurt. You might want to sit down with uh, the boss and work out your contract. I'm not, even, I'm not against even working every pay-per-view. I just know that I can't continuously go on the road and wrestle hundreds of days a year. I'm not able to anymore. Not if I'm if I'm going to be uh, able to perform the way that they want me to. Joe, do you have any thoughts on that? Wow, you said a mouthful, DG. I mean, first of all, like, how can you ever say that you know he's happy with the product after you know his ex-wife is brought into an angle, and you know obviously he's all for angle. it because literally he had a bad angle. Um, you know, his wife was in this latest angle and still is. And for him to say that he's happy with the product, I think it's just a poor, lame, no good excuse just to get, you know, to get a new contract from TNA saying he wants to stay there. Because obviously, 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 obviously he knows, yeah, obviously he knows that he doesn't have to travel much with TNA. They only have like, what, two or three arenas that they really travel to. So, <laughs> yeah. They, you know, he gets he's gonna get his his good money hopefully from Dixie Carter, but you know I think it's it's just an asinine comment for him though. I don't know who he's interviewing with, but you know, it was the UK what, what was he, Was he high when he like when he wrote this? Uh, when he when he I have about this I have no clue, Joe. Honestly, and I I get the appeal of working the TNA schedule because it's so much lighter than the WWE schedule. I understand that. But that has to be the only appeal to working for that company because, man, they are so terrible. And I hate to bury them every single week in and week out. 
But the fact is that we want them to succeed, folks. Make no mistake about that. We need, as fans, we need TNA to succeed so they can push the WWE to get better and better. But the fact is that they are absolutely awful, folks. They are awful. They need to go away. They need to go somewhere. They suck. But for Kurt to say that he's happy with the product, that's just asinine, like Joe said. Absolutely horrible comment. It doesn't make sense. The product stinks. The fans aren't happy with it. Speaking of that, folks, I need to, we need to talk about this, Joe. We need to talk about this. More TNA crap. Jeff Hardy was apparently or allegedly in no condition to perform for the big title match at Victory Road on Sunday between him and Sting. It ended up being a 90-second crap fest. And I, I saw it today, folks. I, I would never pay for a TNA pay-per-view. I would only pay for it if it was free. Um, I saw it, and it was so terrible. The, the, basically, the entire match consisted of Jeff pretending to throw his... Um, his shirt into the audience, and it was a part that went on way too long. It felt like 10 minutes, but it was probably only about a minute. He went to each corner, I think twice, each part of the ring, and pretended to throw it. Then he finally went to the opposite side of where he started originally and just kind of threw it on the ground, in the ring, mind you. Then he and Sting exchanged, uh, I don't even think Jeff got any offense in, but he and Sting exchanged like a punch or two. Sting kicked him, he fell on the floor. Then Sting had him in the corner, literally forced him to the middle of the ring, spun him around, hit him with the scorpion death drop, and force pinned him. And if you've, if you've ever seen that, folks, you got to check this clip. I'll go on YouTube before TNA takes it down. Sting literally hooked both of his legs up and over as he was on the ground. And you see Jeff trying to kick out at two, but Sting, the leverage that he had, Sting literally forced him to stay down for the three count. Sting got up, kind of held the belt up, looked upset. Just a look on Sting's face, you could tell that he was pissed. And Sting is a, you know, all-time great, you know, man of integrity and all that stuff. Looked at Jeff, was disgusted with him. And when he left, you know, the, the, the Taz and Mike Tanay were, uh, you know, shocked and appalled. Like, I can't believe it, that was amazing, you know, trying to sell it like it was something big when really it was a slop fest. But when he walked up the ring, you could hear the crowd chant something. I heard it was BS. But Sting says audibly, in, you know, you can hear him, I agree, looks to, to the left, I agree, and walks out with a, head, with a terrible uh, Jeff Hardy belt held over his head. Joe, I know that was a bit of a rant, but do you have any thoughts on that, sir? Yeah, I mean, you hit on a lot of good things. The one thing that sticks in my mind as you're going on with this rant is, one, you know, one thing is uh, this was a pay-per-view, DG, so people shelled out money to watch a pay-per-view that their main event only lasted 90 seconds, and there was no offense really by Jeff Hardy. So obviously he was injured or something happened where this match had to be cut short, way short, for 90 seconds. So people shelled out, shelled out their hard-earned money to watch a main event that could have easily been changed changed up because I believe, um, which I don't know if you're going to get into, but the number one contenders match went to a no contest or a double countout, so they could have easily yeah, yeah. made... They could have easily made the main event a triple threat if Jeff Hardy was hurt or a four-way so that they could disguise Jeff Hardy's injury. But to, for, to, to give that to the fans, that tells you right then and there, folks, that TNA really doesn't really care about the fans. I don't even think they care about their product anymore. I mean, to do that is just an injustice. And then you have Sting, like you said, saying, you know, I agree. So uh, my question to you is, DG, do you think now Sting is uh, probably second-guessing and wish he didn't re-sign with TNA after that whole debacle? I'd love to get Sting on the air. I know we tried reaching out to his people. That would be a great interview. 
Um, because, again, Sting is one of the all-time greats. I don't know what he was thinking going back to TNA, because the fact is that the WWE PG product is much more family-friendly now than anything TNA does. But, you see, the thing is, Joe, I know we didn't really discuss this, but Jeff wasn't injured. He was either drunk or high or something. He looked off. He looked like something was wrong with him. You know he's had all the drug problems in the past. And he looked like a sloppy mess. And, again, Sting was upset. They knew that he was in no condition to wrestle before the night started. Bishop came out, called it a no-DQ match, which ate away some time, and then again, 90 seconds later, the match is over after Sting punched Bishop in the face. RBD and, and Mr. Anderson had just finished their, uh, you know, I forget what it was, if it was a draw or double. I think it was a draw between the two of them. I, honestly, I forget. I know I read the uh, the results or whatever, but... What they could have easily done, Bishop could have come out, called an audible, and said, you know what, since these two guys went to a double draw, we're going to turn this into a triple threat or a four-way, like you said. Made it a decent match, and I understand that RVD and Anderson had already wrestled, but the fact is, you could have turned that into a storyline where Sting was able to defeat all his opponents because of the fact that Jeff maybe wasn't prepared, and Anderson and, and uh, um, RVD were there, you know, and just wrestled the match, so they were tired. So it would have been uh, maybe five, you know, ten minutes. Let's, let's say ten minutes at least. You don't want to give the fans a five-minute slot fest. But it could have turned into something decent where Sting could have retained under some questionable circumstances. And then you have a little entry going on in your world title picture for the next pay-per-view where if Jeff's not there, whomever, they could have done, again, the regular triple threat, done a real number one contenders match on Impact and turned it into a real good match between RVD and Sting or Sting and Mr. Anderson. But the fact that they knew in advance that Jeff was in no condition to perform and still allowed this to go on is a disgrace. And TNA needs to lose whatever fans they have left because there is no excuse that people in this economy pay their hard-earned money to watch this crap. It, it, it's, a, it's a joke, Joe. It's an absolute farce and a joke and a disgrace. It is a joke. They go to their they go to impacts because they don't they don't charge their fans. But like you said. People have to actually shell out their hard-earned money in this economy to buy a pay-per-view. I tell all the TNA fans that are listening right now, all five of them, no, four of them, I'm telling you guys, do not buy the pay-per-view ever again. You are wasting your money. Watch the WWE, even as bad as we rip it. I mean, it's a way better product, folks. Do not buy their pay-per-views. Do not buy their merchandise. TNA absolutely sucks. I uh, I completely agree, sir. I completely agree. You know, the only positive note that we have here with uh, with TNA, and I know this is going to happen on St. Patty's Day. Well, it happened already, but it will air on St. Patrick's Day, which is our Thursday show. Um, we talked about this in the car on the way home from the uh, Prudential Center, sir, but Sting actually threw away, and I haven't seen it because it hasn't aired yet, but he threw away Jeff Hardy's... Uh, purple garbage title belt, and he brought back the amazing-looking TNA title. We both love it. We're big uh, belt guys, and that belt looks awesome. Glad to see the Sting brought it back. I know they cut a promo. Hogan cut the promo how Hardy couldn't hang and blah, 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 and this and that with Immortal, but the fact is that they got rid of the purple sissy girl title belt. No offense to all the sissy girls or the actual girls who like purple, like uh, my cousin and, uh, you know, my niece, of course. But the fact is that and possibly Sabrina, we're not sure about that. We'll have to get into that later. But the fact is that he got rid of the belt. It looks great. We love it. And, you know, as a fan of all that, it's nice to see that at least they got one thing right. <laughs> Being the anal guy that I am, well, did I just say that? I guess I did. Uh, I, I definitely like that gold belt over that weird 
you know, that weird purple belt that Jeff Hardy was introduced with. So uh, I didn't read the spoilers because I was not by a computer today. But that is good news, DG, that he got rid of the garbage. And, you know, there are actually some good things about TNA. I'll have to admit, like, you know, we like certain people like AJ Styles and there's people like that. But, you know, for the most part, I'd say 95% of it is pure crap. Um, But, you know, that's a good little nugget you got there that, you know, Sting throws away that belt and takes the real one back. Yeah, I knew that you would appreciate it again because we've had so many conversations about this. But, uh, you know, it's good stuff to see. And, folks, of course, if you'd like to join the discussion or any other discussion we have here on Pure Gold, the call-in number, as always, 714-364-4721. Now, Joe, as we close out the show for the evening, uh, hit us with your other nugget, sir. Well, my only other nugget is that, you know, um, while all those unfortunate things were happening in Japan, uh, New Jersey got rocked once again with, you know, some heavy rains. And it seems like, you know, Anytime it rains nowadays, it, it rains in inches, which, you know, you never see that. So I, I, I'm convinced that the climate and this earth is changing. A lot of people, obviously, in the Little Falls, Wayne area, Pompton Lakes, Fairfield, New Jersey area, always, you know, expect this kind of rain and this kind of flooding when it rains that much by the Passaic River. But, DG, I mean, if people know that this place floods, and they know that you know it's uh, it's going to be a headache to live there. Why do people move there? I mean, that's my question to you. Yeah, my question to you is why do you live in Wellington? Isn't Wellington a flood zone? It is, but I I, I basically you know waterproofed my basement. So why did you move there, sir? Why did I move there? Because at the time yeah. the house the, the house market, believe it or not, was like it was booming. Like it was a great time to sell your house and make a fortune. I mean, we obviously bought high at the, almost at the highest point of the housing market. But now, I mean, you could you, you know if I wanted to sell this house, I'd be definitely losing you know the you know major money because I put a lot of good money into this house. I mean, there's a new roof, there's new central, um, there's a new bathroom new windows, so I, I put a lot of money, and I don't expect, if I ever put this house on the market, I would not make as much money as I put into it, DG. Well, that's that's definitely a, a great nugget, sir, um, but you still didn't answer my question, why did you move to Wellington? You talk about flood zones, you talk about this crap, you make us all sick! <laughs> you're right, though, it, it's, but here's the other thing about when you buy a house, DG, is that you're allowed to actually access public records for housing, and believe it or not, this house did not flood even during Hurricane Floyd. And a lot of houses, believe it or not, DG, got a lot of water during Hurricane Floyd, whether it was in Lodi or Hackensack. And anywhere in Berge County, you had a lot of basements that had that never got water, got water during Hurricane Floyd. And they showed that this house did not get any water. So we thought we made the wise decision. Unfortunately, in 07, the sewer system of Wallington couldn't hold all the water, so we have we have a toilet and a shower in the basement, so all the water backed up from there. So that's the only reason why we flooded out. It wasn't that the river actually came to the house. So, DG, I mean, you make the best decision that you can. And, you know, at the time, this was the house that we really liked. The layout, you know, the, the rooms were, you know, spacious enough for us. So, you know, we made the decision. And like I said, the housing market, we looked at, like, at least, we looked at at least 75 to 80 houses each weekend on open houses, and we found out, you know, that this is the best house for the best price, DG. It ups it up! <laughs> you make us all sick. Uh, 
Yeah, you make us all sick there. I am I am just tired of this I'm tired of this garbage, this crap that you're you're spewing here. I guess all those deuces you dropped in the toilet downstairs is what overflowed and ended up flooding out. But moving yeah. on, sir, can you can you finish with your final uh, turd of a nugget, please? Because this was an absolute, this is a joke. This is worse than team hype. This is worse than anything we saw at the Nets game, folks. This is the worst nugget you have ever seen. JB? <laughs> My last nugget is, you know, continuing on um, with this whole trend of, like, this world is just a, not a miserable place, like I said, but... It's becoming a hard place to live, and the the fact that the NFL has a lockout, it makes it, like I said maybe a couple weeks ago, it makes it look, the NFL looks really bad in this situation when, when the economy is not that great, when the world is, like, suffering from natural disasters. You know, for, for NFL players and NFL owners to be squabbling about billions of dollars, it's just not good in their public image. I mean, obviously, obviously, I said it again. Obviously, definitely. We're, you know, I'm going to want to watch the Jets again because I think they have a good team. But it's it's not good, DG, when when you when you have you know all this information is brought to the public's eye, and you find out that these these owners and players are trying to split nine billion dollars amongst themselves, and they can't argue, they can't agree, so they argue and they you know they have a lockout, they decertify the union. So, DG, I mean, how does it make you feel? You know, with the salary that you and your wife make, and then you hear about these players making billions, and they can't agree on how to split it. Um, I think it sucks. I think it absolutely sucks. Uh, you know, I think uh, I would say that Chris Russo probably said it best. You know, when he went on his, his wonderful rant. But the fact of the matter is that the this is a joke. The union is a joke. The owners are a joke. And really, this is the, the owners' fault. But it's just greedy people trying to be greedier, and it's upsetting when you have so many things going on. You know, when you have uh, people, you know, houses being flooded and everything going on in Japan. And, yeah, it's the United States, so it's a little bit different. But the fact is that all these things going on in the world, and these guys are arguing over billions and billions of dollars. I mean, it, it, it's a joke, sir. It, you know, as I said before, uh, you, you know, you make us all sick. You absolutely do. Thank you. I mean, you make me sick, too, so I guess the feeling, the feeling is mutual. Thank you, sir. Folks, for the first time in probably, uh, I don't know, what seems like a couple of months, you know, we're going to close this show out. We're going to actually finish on time. No overrun for us tonight. So one more time as we uh, as we do finish with the show, obviously, definitely, maybe. Folks, this show is brought to you by Freedom Cleaning. If you have an office, an apartment, or even a church that needs to be cleaned, call Freedom Cleaning at 973-668-2275. They're located in West Patterson, a.k.a. Woodland Park, New Jersey, service Passaic, Bergen, Essex, and Morris Counties, Freedom Cleaning, LLC. Let us do the dirty work. Call Benjamin Ortiz for a price code today at 973-668-2275 or email us or them, freedom, the number two, clean, at yahoo.com. Our sponsor tonight, folks, was Bikram Yoga. Are you curious about trying hot yoga but intimidated? Well, don't be. You're never too old, too bad, too late, or too sick to start from scratch once again. Come in and try it with our no-commitment introductory offer. $20 for the first week of unlimited yoga. You have nothing to lose, folks. Bikram Yoga in Bay Ridge, located on 5th Ave and 8th 3rd Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, New York. For more information, visit our website at www.bikrambayridge.com. And, folks, do not forget to mention Pure Gold sent you. Of course, folks, anything with freedom cleaning, make sure you mention Pure Gold. Uh, sorry, the whole hot box yoga thing really threw me off. But, folks, as always, um, I would like to thank Todd for our sports update. I'd like to thank Fitz, our producer, 
Kelly, our board op, and of course, Jose, our public relations director. That's right, folks. Jose is our new PR director. Remember to tune on Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Folks, for JB, this is DG of Pure Gold reminding you to always keep it P.G. I see you on Monday. Hit me out. Don. Benito. Zach Johnson. Benito. Good night, folks.